Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic, nice and chilly weekend. We actually had one down here in Florida. It was a frigid 32 when I woke up on Sunday. Actually, I had to put a jacket and a beanie on. It's pretty nice. It's pretty cold with beat, jacket. Yeah, beat, beating the normal, you know, 110, you know, with 90% humidity that we have during the summer. We've learned down here in Florida. <laughs> You pretty much just have to live in the moment with the weather and enjoy every day you get because it's probably going to be different by the afternoon time. So take what you got and run with it each day. But I hope everybody else is doing safe and healthy right now. You guys know if you need anything, get a hold of us at healthmasters.com or give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. We're here to take you guys, take care of your health the best we possibly can and give you guys updated health news every single day. And also be sure to check out the product of the week, the natokinese formula. I talked about it last week at supports cardiovascular health also helps break down blood clots in the body really really important formula that's why it's part of our spike protein survival kit and vote for what you want to see win coming up tomorrow or wednesday for product of the week looks like the hgh stimulates winning by a landslide which surprise surprise so be sure to check that out as well because that probably will absolutely definitely be winning at healthmasters.com and also too one of the first things i want to get into in the articles i kind of left it off on the uh, friday show I didn't get enough time to cover it. This is a very intriguing article, a very kind of disturbing article, but another reason why it's so important for pregnant women to really do research and balance out what you have going on in your life and not just believe everything you hear in the mainstream media when they start telling you to take this or take that, inject this, inject that. That can be a pretty bad issue. And what we've seen now, the COVID RNA gene therapy which was pretty much likely the first injectable medicine recommended for pregnant women based on only 11 weeks of testing. You guys remember when this happened back in 2021, I told you guys it was deeply disturbing to me because Pfizer essentially did 11 weeks of research, 11 weeks, not months, weeks of research on pregnant women with experimenting with the RNA gene therapy shot on them. And they said after 11 weeks, cool, bro, safe, send it, approve it. Pregnant women need to get this shot immediately with 11 weeks. Now, I'm no massive mathematician, but I can tell you 11 weeks is not nine months, and nine months is not five to 10 years. These all numbers come together when you start looking at the health and the side effects and also what effects are going to occur on a child throughout pregnancy, post-pregnancy, and then through the developmental years as they get older. So obviously, 11 weeks is a joke when it comes to any type of research in pregnant women. However, they rolled it out there, and research has now studied the offspring of pregnant rats that were essentially humanized, so to speak, after they received the Pfizer RNA vaccine. Specifically, they examined the rats' neurodevelopmental-related behaviors, motor performance, and changes in brain chemistry affecting neurodevelopment after the rats were born. The researchers found very large differences in the expression of proteins and genes, suggesting these changes were responsible for the observed behavior and performance deficits in the mice that were born. The effects were mostly obvious in the male rats, which exhibit pronounced autistic-like behavior, such as reduced social activity and repetitive behavior. The males also showed impaired coordination and agility and a large decrease in the population of certain brain cells. The pregnant rats received either a placebo shot of sterile salt water or a dose of the BNT16B2 COVID vaccine. They ensured that all pups received the same level of maternal care. Investigators allowed mothers to keep only four offspring, which they nursed for 21 days. At the end of 21 days, the 41 young rats that survived, 10 males, 10 females born to receiving the placebo, and 13 males and 8 females born of the rats that were vaccinated. The test animals were separated in treatment category and raised separately until they were 50 days old where, when behavioral assessments began. 
The rats underwent four standard rat behavior tests to observe their preference for social versus non-social activity. Four. Yeah. After the mice underwent all these testing, they found that essentially almost all the rats that were born to the vaccinated mothers had significant neurological problems, and the male rats had significant antisocial behavior as well. This article in the research study, I'm going to post on the website. So I want you guys to read this. This is a very troubling article, and it goes to show you exactly the same topics we've talked about simply in the Amish community. I talked to a friend about this the other day, and he, he knew the exact same research. When they tested, it was almost like 50,000. They assessed 50,000 different Amish families and individuals and children. They found that autism, neurological behavior, uh, autoimmune problems, asthma, allergies, these things are literally almost non-existent in the Amish community world, especially with young children. Autism almost doesn't even exist. And what's the difference in the Amish community? They refuse to inject their children with these shots. And also, too, they eat almost fully organic. They don't use glyphosate. They don't use pesticides for the most part. And everything they do is pretty much about as natural as it can get. Now, again, I'm not saying there can't be health problems in those communities. But what I am saying is when you start seeing significant increase in neurological problems with test studies like this with rats, it shows you again why it's so important to simply ask questions and not just jump into things simply because the mainstream media tells you you have to do it right now for your safety and protection with zero research to back this stuff up, Dad. So, again, this is why I want to start off with this article because this is definitely something that's uh, not a joke. This is actually quite sad and quite disturbing, to well, say the least. Well, you know, Dr. Stephanie Seneff from MIT, top Ph.D. researcher in the world, says that approximately 35%, 40% of the kids right now are suffering from learning disabilities and neurological disorders because of the vaccines we were already giving them, the 78 or 80 vaccines that they've been normally put into the shot schedule. And now we're seeing this mRNA shot coming in and doing even worse things as far as autism like this, even with laboratory animals. So we have to ask ourselves the question, what's the overall agenda here? That's the question we have to ask. I mean, when you have a child that has a neurological disorder, you you end up in a situation where that child is going to be dependent on another adult or another individual or the state, Austin, for the rest of their life. Yeah. Okay. This goes right back to what we've spoken about so many times with Cloward and Piven. We have the ability now at this point to overwhelm the entire federal structure with autistic children. Stephanie Seneff said by 2035 that 100% of the children being born with these vaccines are going to have some type of neurological disability, most of them with autism. That's 100%. Now, statistically, that's not accurate because a lot of people are opting out of vaccines now. A lot. I mean, there are millions and millions of parents that are saying, no, no more vaccines. We're not going to do this anymore. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, the concept of a vaccine is a pretty good concept to start with, but that's not what they give us. You take a dead basically bacteria or a dead virus or a dead whatever you want to call it, you inject it back into the body to create antibodies against it. And what ends up happening is the body becomes stronger against that particular virus or that particular problem. The reality is, though, they don't do that. Sometimes they use live viruses, which causes a real problem, especially with polio. And other times they basically add so many adjuvants like aluminum and squalene that they cause a massive inflammation at the injection site trying to increase the antibiotic production. The problem with that, though, it causes massive cerebral (laughs) swelling of the brain which causes immediate brain damage in these children in many cases. So this is a problem. You know, I've written an entire book on this. Uh, it's called Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism, and Learning Disabilities in Children. And this has been going on for a long, long time. So, have, so you have to ask yourself, what is the end goal? Why do these people that run the planet want to destroy as many kids as they possibly can? And sadly, we found over the years that this has been an ongoing mantra for these guys because they want to go ahead and make as many disabled people as they possibly can. Yeah. I know that, you know, when you get out into the real world, you start finding how many people have children at home that have autism or learning disabilities or other types of neurological disorders. You start wondering, how did this happen? But that's just that's just what happens as far as what the world is. That's, and that's where the world is today. 
and the world is being turned upside down. I mean, now we have a trans golfer wins. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even make this stuff up. You got a guy pretending like he's a girl. Trans golfer Haley Davidson wins women's tournament one step closer to LPGA qualifier. A male-born transgender golfer is one more step closer to the winning the Ladies Professional Golf Association competitor after winning a women's tournament in Florida. Haley Davidson, or whatever his name was, Hal, who knows what he is, won the NXXT Women's Classic on January the 17th at the Mission Inn Resort and Club near Orlando, Florida, with one over 73 scored, finishing the three-round event at a plus four, New York Post reported. You know, here's the problem I have with this. You know, when women golf, they have a different place where they basically tee up to start with than the men do. It's, it's closer. This guy is a guy. He's tr- pretending like he's a woman. You, you, know, you, know, you know what's funny? Yesterday, I, I was talking to one of my friends, and they said there's basically uh, three types of sexes. Male, female, and mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> that's about accurate. Okay. And so you think, well, that's terrible to say that. Well, I'm just telling you. You know, does a woman really want to compete against a guy in golf? I mean, I, just, I, mean, I remember my, uh, my mother-in-law used to play golf all the time, and I never really played a lot of golf. And I remember the first couple of times I got out there and hit the ball, you know, I knocked it, you know, 40, 50 yards further than she did. And she'd been playing for years, and she got so mad. She was like, I can't believe you could do that. I'm like, well, I'm not really trying. It's kind of a lucky hit. But the reality is that's why they have categories like male and female golf, male and female swimming, et cetera. But we seem to have lost all that. You know, and one of the big reasons is that World Economic Forum run by Klaus Schwab is basically pushing all of this transgender stuff to all these organizations and corporations around the world, forcing them to go ahead and comply. The World Economic Forum panelists thinks it's a good people that good people can't afford electricity and basic living standards, helping with decarbonization. Wait a minute. John Head, head of sustainability in the Zurich Insurance Group, recently indicated that people's growing issues with paying for basic necessities is actually in some ways good as it helps achieve harmony in meeting global decarbonization goals. So wait a minute. We've had a massive increase in utility bills here in Central Florida. I mean, also, and I've talked about it on the air. I mean, it's crazy with Tico what they've done. That's a 40%, 50% increase in some of the bills per month. Then they sent us an apology letter. Oh, we're sorry. We're going to give you like a $10 credit for next month, whatever the silly nonsense is they did. I mean, they, they, your bill goes from like $400 to $900 in one month, and they go, whoops, we're sorry. Well, they're not supposed to be able to do that. And then you dig into it deeper, and you find out they're owned by BlackRock, State Street, or Vanguard. And they're being controlled through the World Economic Forum, and they're going to basically decrease or increase the cost of electricity so much that average people can't afford it. So the World Economic Forum panelists think it's, a good, it's good that people can't afford electricity and basic living standards. Well, you know, I'd like to take him and put him outside when it's about 20 degrees below zero, see how he likes it. How about you, Austin? You want to yeah. stick him outside? Yeah. I mean, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 that. no it's, it's ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, I mean what, these guys come up with this stuff. And they're in a situation now where they don't know what to do because the world is basically saying, we know who you are, we know what you're doing, but yet the world doesn't want to do anything against these guys because these guys are international. We don't have a government that we can vote them out of. These guys are hiding in Switzerland, which is a non-extradition country. Now it is. By the way, Germany is doing mass deporting of migrants now and what the UK could learn. This is another interesting article from the Express.com UK. And what's funny about this is, you know, Germany under Angela Merkel brought in millions and millions and millions of people out of Africa and all over the world to run the BMW factories and to run the you know, Mercedes factories. The problem is the average IQ of a lot of these guys coming out of Somalia was between 57 and 70, and they couldn't be trained in order how to run complex machinery whatsoever. And they had a hard time you know, sweeping the floors, bless their hearts. And now they're realizing that they're having to put these people on payroll regardless of the government, and now they're running to deport them. The beleaguered government coalition led by German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is currently facing a crisis after the country's constitutional court deemed it a draft budget illegal. Wait a minute. What does that all mean? 
He achieved a rare victory as the country's parliament greenlighted a government bill focused on migration. One of the measures included in the legislation is the extension of the detention period for migrants from 10 to 28 days. A similar move grants authorities the time needed to enforce deportations, although minors are to be safeguarded from it. The law also removes authorities' obligation to give advance notice of deportations in some cases. Moreover, the new bill extends the powers needed by the police officers to establish a nationality of foreigners crossing the German border, authorizing residential searches, not just in the migrants' room, but also in other areas of the house if they live in a shared accommodation. And, you know, Gaddafi warned the Obama administration, you take me out of Libya, you're going to open the floodgates into Europe, which is exactly what they've done. This is, again, going across borders, exactly what they've done in the United States to destroy national sovereignty and to cripple these countries in Europe, because out of chaos, they believe will come a new world order. That's the goal of these clowns. They want a new world order in which they control everything. By the way, the uh, journalist who attacked the top tennis player for refusing a COVID vaccine dies suddenly. Uh, events have been so frantic over the past few years, it may be difficult for some to remember, but the height of the COVID pandemic was a massive media campaign to destroy the image of any celebrity that publicly refused to take the vaccine. They could be TV or film celebrities, famous scientists, politicians, or even sports figures. It didn't matter. Anyone with a platform and an audience was expected to toe the line on the government COVID narrative or suffer the consequences. One could argue the mandates and the vaccines were more of a loyalty test than an effort to save lives. Dvojic, the tennis Oh, keep in mind the player had a clean bill of health at the time, but the example of the defiance of the jab was considered unacceptable by Australian authorities. What would follow was an endless attack on his character and intelligence on social media, which is a number of corporate journalists joined in on. However, one of the investigators, uh, investigators of this attempt at the cancellation was Mike Dixon, a prominent British sports journalist working for the Daily Mail. Dixon is noted for being relentless in his criticism, calling the player arrogant and deplorable, refusing to submit. I like the word deplorable. They, I always like that one. Deplorable. Hillary's one to start Oh, yeah, deplorable. Yeah. <laughs> this week, Mike Dixon is reported to have collapsed and died suddenly. He was in his 50s while covering the Australia Open. The cause of death has not been, has been kept confidential. Yeah, it's probably from uh, myocarditis or pericarditis where he had a blood clot caused by the vaccines. He's probably had all eight of his boosters to prove how politically correct he was, and now he's dead. The sad part about this is, is a lot of people are finding out right now there's a serious problem with these vaccines and a serious problem when they basically take them over the long term. That's why we put together the Spike Protein Survival Kit at Health Masters. By the way, the FDA, FAA, as crazy as these people turned into, wanting to put trans people in on their mile through whatever at the end of the day, urges airlines to inspect another Boeing 737 model for mid-air door blowout risks. <laughs> yeah. Boeing's really tarnished themselves with all this. You can't, like can't build a plane that doesn't want to fall apart. Boeing shares fell in free market trading in New York following the Federal Aviation Administration's announcement on Sunday recommending that Boeing to inspect other variant of a 747 for faulty mid-exit door plugs. The development occurred weeks after an incident where a door detached, detached from an Alaskan air flight. As an added layer of safety, the Federal Aviation Administration is recommending their operators of the 737-900ER aircraft visually inspect mid-exit door plugs to ensure the door is properly secured. Now, here's the problem I have with this. This is the problem. Why does this have to be mandated? If they know the doors are blowing off these airplanes, why didn't everybody who had 737s pull them into a maintenance hangar, open up the doors to make sure the plugs were right, make sure that the bolts were tight? I mean, this is nonsense that the FAA has to come and do this. I think this is more damage control than anything else with the FAA. 
because now they're being tarnished by the, their hiring policies and what they're doing. Airplanes under pressure at altitude are like a, like a, in a vacuum. They're, they're unbelievably explosive from the, from, the, from the doors popping off or win- windows popping out. And allowing this type of stuff to happen without having these inspections done properly is negligent on everybody's part, everybody's part, not just the FFA, but also on the general maintenance schedule on these airplanes. The last time I was flying to St. Louis, I went to Charlotte. I had to go through Charlotte. Don't ever go to Charlotte if you can avoid it. And I ended up with a five-hour layover because of plane issues going to Charlotte. I mean, I got stuck at the airport for five hours. Coming back home the following day, I ended up with a four-hour layover in Charlotte because of more plane issues and more maintenance. This was American Airlines. And I mean, you think through this for a second. I mean, what are they thinking as far as the airlines? Oh, well, that's right, Austin. I remember. I remember what happened. Do you remember when uh, Cortez said that we weren't supposed to fly anymore, that we weren't supposed to be flying on airplanes anymore, that that was something they're not going to allow us to do anymore? And guess what they're doing, bud? They're making it so unsafe that people don't want to fly on these planes anymore. What do you think? That's exactly what they're doing with this. This This isn't an accident. This is planned. They're planning on making these things obsolete. The whole point of what they're doing here is to make people essentially not have the ability to travel freely unmolested on their way. That's Remember right. when you thought the World Economic Forum even came out and the WHO, the World Health Organization, talking about how climate change is now a global disaster is happening. They're saying that people need to be issued essentially carbon tokens and you can cash in your tokens like points. Kind of like they've gotten people used to using their points on the rewards credit cards. They've gotten their points and all their things that they continue to rack up now. Now you're going to have X amount of carbon points at the beginning of the year that you also have to cash in when you book a plane ticket. Well, they've said now that you're essentially only going to have enough carbon tokens if they get this policy in place by 2030 to essentially do like one trip to say like Europe and back once a year. And anything else in between is going to add up on that. So if you want to, you have to fly in, you know, inside the States multiple times, your carbon tokens are going to have to be essentially used up and applied. Well, if you need to buy more carbon tokens, you can if you have to fly more. So essentially, it's going to be another de facto massive tax to prevent people from being able to travel freely. And what's going to happen is you're going to see, again, the airline industry is going to get lower and lower and lower. What happens is these airline industries are not going to be able to maintain any type of profitability without massively increasing cost on their seats. You know, suddenly you can't just fly from here to Texas, you know, for $200 round trip ticket, two or $300 round trip ticket anymore. It's going to be two or $3,000 round trip trip ticket to try to fly around nationally or inside the United States. And that's what they're planning on trying to do. And that's why it's so important to make sure you understand and have the ability to travel, even if it's just with vehicles. What they've done now with a lot of these vehicles, they're continually trying to make them so electronically controlled. You know, we saw, we talked about you last week in Chicago, and there's multiple articles came up on it now with these these graveyards of Tesla cars that essentially can't charge. And they were talking, they were interviewing one guy. He had his car, he had his car plugged in in his house for like eight hours. It's still obviously still frozen outside. His charge was up to 2% after being plugged in like all day. And yesterday I was at a car show over in Tampa, Festival of Speed, really cool car show, tons of exotic cars, older, newer, everything. And they brought one of the Tesla Cybertrucks out. I thought that truck was ugly in videos and photos. It's ugly. When you see it in person, <laughs> It is embarrassing, and I don't understand what happened with the windshield wiper. It's got like a four-and-a-half-foot-long single windshield wiper on it, which that is it's so bizarre to me because it's like they have their own specific tires just for that truck. So they're making all these specific parts that you're not going to be able to get for anything else, acquire from any other place except from Tesla. So essentially, you have to use those vehicles. And again, the charging and the issue and the batteries and the cold, all those things still apply 
these bizarre vehicles that they're putting out there. But again, that's the point. They want to have more control, like I talked to you guys about before. The average Tesla vehicle has nine cameras in and out of it. They have cameras all inside the car that watch you how you drive to make sure you're staying essentially alert. I remember when I, I rode with one of my buddies and his model was Plaid, his model Model X. And essentially he said, yeah, you got to have this weight that you put on the steering wheel and you got to put sunglasses on so it thinks that you're you know, basically driving it and try to trick it so it'll stay in like full autonomous mode all the time. And I thought to myself, golly, why in the world would you want to operate a vehicle that monitors your facial expression and your eye movement and your smile and all while you're driving? It just, some people don't care. They think it's cool to have the new hippest car that basically is going to monitor them, hence the issue that we've seen now in the United States where people are less concerned about their privacy, less concerned about their safety, less concerned about their overall well-being, and they're more concerned about having the newest, latest, and greatest electric turd that's simply going to break down <laughs> as soon as it turns you know, 30 degrees outside and it can't operate. <laughs> Being honest, that's where we're running into so many issues now. Also, to another news, speaking of infrastructure and electricity that's simply <laughs> at a whole other level, there's numerous bills now that are working to expand wireless infrastructure up for consideration by federal lawmakers. However, people have continued to realize that the 5G Internet of Things, faster Internet, has not been what it's chalked up to be. Essentially, the Internet still constantly has outages. We still have slow Internet in some cases. The wireless and all the you know data and all the uploading and all the streaming hasn't really changed whatsoever. They're now saying that there's numerous bills expanding the wireless infrastructure in land and in space, according to the Scientific Research and Education Profit Environmental Health Trust, which is diametrically opposed to 5G, by the way. They said these bills are going to massively increase people's exposure to wireless radio frequency radiation, RF radiation. They said one of these, in these bills, the American Broadband Deployment Act of 2023, which was filed the end of last year, is the most prominent among the slew of proposed bills would strip what little remains of local residences have over the types of wireless projects and get essentially things built right next to their home, right next to their schools by fast-tracking application approval processes and not even allowing individuals in the area to rebuttal it or push back against it. They said the bill would also exempt any wireless projects such as 5G cell towers or small cell towers along city streets from having to follow the National Environmental Policy Act and the National Historical Preservation Act. The National Historic Preservation Act, meaning they can get these 5G companies. Now, if they come in and get this bill passed, they can come in by historical monuments, by different preserved areas. They can simply say, we need a 5G tower right here. It looks great. We're going to make it look like a fake tree because everybody needs more 5G right in their brain. And they can literally get it approved without any type of recourse at all. The National Call for Safe Technology, a coalition of over 100 organizations and individuals, are calling for the individual privacy and security to be respected. They said commenting on this and all these other bills essentially that are going on, they said these bills fly in the face of evidence that cell towers and small cells endanger human health and harm the environment and jeopardize people's privacy. Numerous, numerous research has come out now and gone into detail about the effects of what it does, including oxidative stress, DNA damage, cardiomyopathy, sperm damage, memory damage, neurological effects. 5G has been well documented for over 30 years on what it does. It was used in the 90s as active denial system, less lethal platforms. You can watch the videos on YouTube. They haven't taken them down. You can research them. They're putting these 5G satellite systems on tops of Humvees in the 90s that they were going to go work on essentially in the desert storm. 
and they can direct them in certain areas and make people's skin feel like it's burning off and put them in extreme disarray and confusion, and they would run away. They're called active denial systems. You can look them up. That was all based on the 5G microwave technology frequency, and yet suddenly, 15 years later, 20 years later, we're told that this is the most effective way we can get internet to everyone. Why in the world then are we spending trillions of dollars on the fiber optic systems that seem to be going in all over the United States now. Here in Auburndale, we've got this massive program that they put together. And it's happened in all major cities. They've been trenching everybody's yard around the entire mm-hmm. city, putting in fiber optic internet. Well, if they're putting in fiber optic internet, why are they still putting 5G towers up right. like they're going out of style? Why are we using and spending all this 5G money and fiber optic money to get faster internet when none of the internet's been expanding, are always seeing more and more health problems from these platforms that are going out. Are we doing rhetorical questions? You're asking me. I'm curious. <laughs> I, you know, if you can answer it. I wasn't sure if it was rhetorical. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, <laughs> what do you think? Here, here, here's how I, here's how I see it, Austin. What, what we have here is this: the 5G system can be used for internet. That's a fact. Right. Mean, it's also going to be used as a military op system, as far as a five, you know, active denial system. If you watch that movie Kingsman, it goes into detail about the new chip they're putting in these, in, these, in these phones that are going to allow everybody to become unbelievably chaotic and start fighting each other. And so they always have to tell you what they're going to do because it's called lesser or white magic with these Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan weirdos that run the planet. And so the truth is, is that this is a system that can be used as an active denial system if they want. If they want to clear out an area, they can put a certain frequency through the area that's going to be unbelievably agitating and make everybody want to say, what's going on? we got to leave. Or it'll make them so it'll start burning their skin. They're going to want to leave. Or they can basically do the same thing, you know, with directed energy weapons. They could do the same thing with that too. But it's more of a it's more of a problem with that because they have to use satellite based systems and they have to basically zone in on them. That's why if you remember for, remember what happened with 9/11, they had basically areas two miles away from the towers. This this is from Judy Wood's book. You know, where did the towers go? You need to read this book. Basically, they had an area two miles away where cars were bursting into flames two miles, three miles away. And she believes it was a weapon-based platform system that was being used. It was developed during Star Wars with microwave basically transmitters in space that had to be focused and lined up on the towers to create what's called a residence. And she, she in fact, she called it, you know, she called it, you know, some type of you know, bombardment with some type of microwave energy was caused what she called, and she coined the term, molecular disassociation with the towers. That's why the amount of debris that fell into the tower basin wasn't nearly as much as the tower weighed. If you remember the videos, it turned to dust. So it molecularly disassociated and kind of floated across the Hudson. This is some crazy stuff when you get to this level of technology, which we have because the American population and the world global population is kept about 500 years behind actual technology. So they have the ability to do active denial at the border, by the way, too, that Austin was talking about, to stop the migrants from coming across. They could easily do that. Nobody's going to walk through a microwave. Nobody's going to do it. This was the big problem, if you remember, with Roswell, you know, with all the reverse engineering they were doing. They were coming in with all of these new science. Secondly, remember, that was the big problem they had with Apollo. That's why so many people don't believe that we actually went to the moon back in 69, because they're saying there was no way to get through the Van Allen radiation belt because it was like a giant microwave. It's the firmament that God calls in the Bible. So we have a lot of different people have a lot of different views of whether we ever went to the moon or not with Apollo. Do I think we have the technology to go to the moon? Probably. Do I think Apollo did it? I really don't. I had a good friend of mine. He was a NASA engineer, one of the top engineers at NASA. His name was uh, Lee Shu. And he's gone on the record with me publicly. He said that the telemetry from the basically Apollo launch was shifted south of the equator after the launch because they keep the, the spaceship hidden down there and it never tra- traversed, it never made it to the moon. It never tried to leave Earth orbit. 
And when a couple of years ago, when I was at the airport during an inspection on a, on a Saratoga, I remember I spoke to the man who was basically the pilot of that plane. I actually got to fly the plane as a test flight. I was certified on that aircraft. What ended up happening is he told, I asked him, how did you get through the Van Allen radiation belt? I'll never forget, this guy's a, he's a shuttle astronaut, and I'm out on the tarmac with him in a restricted area, and all of a sudden his handler or his friend or whoever this guy was shows up, and he looks at the guy before he answers my question and says, oh, that wasn't a problem. We went through the poles, the north and the south, as far as going up the orbit. That's not what it showed at all when they were doing all this stuff. So all of these crazy things are being told to these astronauts, and they're being told basically to, how should I say, toe the line. He then became a college professor, president of a university after he basically got done from with, a, with that with NASA. You know, you know, you know, the, 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 the whole thing with NASA, ne- never a straight answer. That's how I would call NASA. I mean, all they do is lie, 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 lie about everything. Because remember, Jack Parsons started NASA with, you know, the rockets that he was producing. And he basically was a Satanist. He and Alistair Crowley and Jeff, basically the guy who started, you know, the, the uh, Church of Scientology. L. Ron Hubbard, they were all Satanists together. And then, and then and Jack, you know, and, and he ended up, he ended up getting, blowing himself up doing testing on rocket fuel, supposedly, in his, in his workshop. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, with Jack Parsons. But that morphed into NASA. And NASA had witches on payroll. This is some weird stuff these guys are all, all involved. No, I'm sorry, not NASA. The CIA had witches on, par, on payroll. So all of these things are looking at other dimensions and other things in time space that they don't really talk to us about ever since they took the Maxwell Field equations out of the public domain back in the 1800s. They don't want us plotting a spot in time space outside of our dimension. So you got to look through all this. And now Austin also said something a minute ago about how men are becoming less fertile and sperm counts are going down. And, and let me share this. This is an article that just came out. It said men are becoming less fertile, and scientists may have found out a reason why. You may have heard of the gut microme and probably skin microme, but you didn't know there's a semen microme that could affect fertility. That's the finding of a new study by the Department of Urology at the University of California. Microme reverts a collection of microbes, bacteria, fungi, and viruses that affect human health. While there have been many studies into the microbes found in the digestive tract and on the skin, there's been less focus on the reproductive system, particularly in men. However, the UCLA team found that one microbe in particular, the bacteria Lactobacillus enters, can have a direct negative impact on sperm motility, which in turn affects fertility. Now, I'm going to stop one second. I'm not going to read the rest of this because this is disinformation. I'm not saying that's not true, but what I'm saying is this. They're basically obfuscating the fact that these spike proteins that have been injected in so many men directly affect the testicles and directly affect ovaries. They affect ovarian function, ovulation, and, and testicular formation. Plus, men are almost always deficient in the zinc mineral. And zinc is very, very important for proper sperm motility. And what we've learned with this is when the sperm and the egg come together, there's actually a spark of light that's created. That actually, they can, they can videotape it, watch it. It sparks. That's like with the soul going into this egg, into this basically zygote, that was what it's called. And they find that the more zinc you have in your system, the greater, the brighter the spark. So I find that fascinating to me that they're now blaming microbes that have been in our basically semen for thousands of years that on the problem with the fertility. When reality is if you've been given an immune-suppressing compound in a vaccine that you've been taking, you may have an increase of this type of microbe, which would cause a further reduction in basically sperm and fertility. The goal here, and their stated goal for world population is 500 million. They want to kill 8 billion people. And they could do it by coming in and zapping us all. They could do that pretty easily if they wanted to with the space-based weapons systems. But they don't want to do it that way. They'd rather have us gradually decline so they don't have a mass, I should say, rebellion of the earthlings. And so this is where we find ourselves right now in, you know, in, in, in our decade is that we're having more and more problems and more and more people are having fertility problems 
That's why there are fertility clinics everywhere. They did the same thing with different vaccines and different chemicals they've used, especially the Gardasil vaccine. And also, diethylstilbestrol was used in the 50s with a lot of mothers who couldn't get pregnant. And it caused the women of these mothers who couldn't get pregnant to become infertile. It caused them to come down with ovarian cancer. It caused the boys who were born to them to come down with testicular cancer. And it caused a lot of them to be, the girls, the, the babies, the children, to, unable to conceive. And that, that was a really big problem. And they knew it was going to do that before they did it. They didn't care. They just, they like to experiment on human beings, I guess, to see what's going to happen to them. But, you know, uh, you know it, it's interesting. Boris Johnson now says the Davos elite are trembling violently at the return of Trump. Former Prime Minister Boris Johnson says the Davos elite are trembling at the very real prospect that Donald Trump is going to win the presidency again. <laughs> okay, now, let me stop this for a second. He made the comments to the Daily Mail. You know, he goes, in the cocktail parties of Davos, I am told, the global, all, the global elite have been trembling so violently you could hear the ice tinkling in their glasses, wrote the ex-prime minister. This is more obfuscation. <clears throat> they don't care about Trump. They're the ones who pushed him to the forefront. He's a high-level Masonic leader, most people believe, 33-degree Mason, that's been put up to us as part of the yin and the yang. Like I read to you guys last week, Otto Kahn, one of the founding members of Kuhn Lieb, basically who was also one of the founding members of the Federal Reserve Bank, said that they control both sides of the narrative, the Republicans and the Democrats, to create a negative energy field around the planet to bring in their antichrist. You think, well, that sounds crazy. Dad, I didn't say it didn't sound crazy. I'm telling you what they believe. You know, years ago, I was watching Max, uh, Max, uh, what, what was the name of the show? Austin? Max, Max Decoded. What was it? Uh, it was on the sphere of destiny. I'll post it again. And it, it was interesting because he was talking about in detail about the world elite want to take their basically, you know, antichrist, bring him into the holy of holies and basically pierce him with a spear of destiny and bring him out of the temple steps and declare him God. This was on the History Channel. Just thought I'd mention him. You know, Max, Max, Max Beast Decoded or something. I can't remember the name of it. It'll, it'll come to me in a second. But the reality is I posted that several times online, let you guys read it. And then he said the guy who was working with these bodyguards, who was working with these people who were doing this, he said they consider themselves to be the benign de Nephilim, the sons of the fallen. They actually consider themselves to be the progeny of Lucifer himself, and they want to have the ability to control the planet. Now, I think they're all nuts, okay? But this is just what they, they, they these guys believe it, and he said they're willing to die for it. So be really careful when you see things like this that are saying bad things about Trump from these guys. Because they're controlling who put, gets put into office. They control who basically we vote for. You know, DeSantis finally realized he had to come out of the race because he's got like 6% polling in New Hampshire. And he realizes that he can't compete against Trump because they want Trump in there against, you know, Biden again. The problem is unless we get a fair election this time, it doesn't make any difference. Everything is staged. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who basically is a doctor. He also does some stuff with professional wrestling as far as the ringside doctor. And he told me that he was working with a guy many, many years ago. I can't use the guy's name because I can't verify what he said. And he said the guy said that everything is fake. Wrestling is fake. Football is fake. High-level college sports are fake. Politics are fake. Everything's fake. Everything's staged. Everything's an act. And, you know, that's what the CIA said years ago with William Casey, remember? That we will know that we did our job with the CIA if everything every American believes is false. So that's why they're putting this narrative out there with Trump. Again, by the way, Harvard Anti-Semitism Task Force, there really is a... Harvard anti-Semitism <laughs> task force. I mean, it's hard to make this stuff up. Chair called Israel a regime regime of apartheid. Of apartheid. A professor who recently tapped to serve as a co-chair of the presidential task force on combating anti-Semitism at Harvard has reportedly called Israel a regime of apartheid in an August letter. Dick Pensler, a professional professor of Jewish history, who interim Harvard President Alan Garber recently tapped to be the co-chair of the school's anti-Semitism task force, signed an open letter along hundreds of academics 
that called Israel a regime of apartheid, according to a report by the Washington Free Beacon. Now, they're criticizing him for doing this. I got to give the boy credit. Israel is a regime of, of apartheid. You also. know, do, I mean, do, they, do they have a anti-Christian task force at Harvard? How about an anti-Islam task force at Harvard? Just, well, yeah, I, I don't know what you, kind of task force they have. Yeah, I just, just kind of like, okay, you know, is that what we're starting to do now with this? And the issue you run into now is when you start finding a certain group that's not allowed to be criticized about anything on any topic ever at any point in time, you got to ask the question, who's running the show? Now, back a few minutes ago, I went into the 5G, and I was talking to Dad, and I kind of handed him, we were asking a question back and forth, and I didn't quite elaborate on what I should have elaborated all the way. And I'm going to bring this guys up to you real quick, because this is starting to become very more public and mainstream, but yet it's not getting any coverage. A lot of what they're coming out with in these bills, with the alleged 5G and infrastructure expansion, people have gotten used to the topic of hearing about 5G now, right? It's pretty much normalized. Everybody knows what 5G is, but nobody really understands that 5G is essentially a stair step to what they're going to roll out next, which is 6G. 6G has been discussed for years, yet it's gotten zero mainstream coverage. Now, you've got to understand, there's a lot of numerology behind this, and I just pulled up this article here because I had read the website and a few different ones that are involved in this a ways back, and I just pulled it up again. I'm going to remind you guys on what they're doing with this. Now, this is from belllabs.com. This is Nokia Bell, okay? Network as a sensor involving 6G. This is from their own website that they're rolling out now with 6G technology. They said 6G networks will sense their surroundings, allowing us to generate high-realized digital versions of the physical world. The digital awareness would turn the network into our sixth sense. This is what they're saying on their website. The 6G networks give the ability to sense. The networks become our sixth sense, extending our, well, our awareness beyond our immediate surroundings. The capability to be used maps as digital versions of physical world by injecting a digital twin, which will extend our senses to every point the network touches with 6G. What are the possible uses for 6G? We could avoid traffic accidents by sensing unseen cars driving around the corner are determining what they're going to do before they do it. We could interact directly with machines and robots seeing what they see and hear while directing their actions through simple hand gestures. The network will detect a vulnerable person that has fallen or even hear their heartbeat, alerting emergency responders before trauma. The network 6G sense will be used to provide security in places where cameras aren't allowed and they're not available. It will be used to augment camera networks in foggy or dark conditions. Network sensing through 6G will replace complicated input sensors and controllers with virtual reality applications. 6G is where they're taking this, and it piggybacks off 5G. They want to essentially monitor and watch everything. When you start reading what 6G does, it actually builds an entire template of everything around you. This goes back into the pre-crime process. This goes back into essentially dictating and determining what they think you're going to do before you're going to do it and monitoring every aspect of what's going on in and outside of your life everywhere you go. 6G is a whole nother level what they're tying in with AI. And it's funny to me that they're on this 5G as a weapon platform that they've already discussed and they've admitted, but now 6G is a whole nother level that's going to be used and another reason why I've been so concerned about the 5G rollout platform. At the same time, you have the WHO that's coming out now, this Davos committee. They're talking about bringing in a, a global health police force or a task force. This is simply going to make sure they monitor independent media online and prevent people from spreading disinformation throughout the next alleged 
plandemic or disease X that they're talking about. These are all things that are all starting to tie together. And this is why you've got to really look at things from an outside perspective and kind of understand what they're doing. And this is why, again, I keep telling everybody it's so important to make sure you turn your 5G off at night in your house or your internet or whatever internet you have in your house for your overall health at the very least. But secondly, it turns off. If you have items in your house that have been smart, that have been tied into the internet, they now suddenly lose that internet access. All of these things are about monitoring and doing. They were, I was reading an article the other day, and it was talking about how the smart refrigerators now that have cameras in and outside of them, by the way, that start to determine what your daily food intake is and what your preference of food is, what time you generally go to the refrigerator, what time you normally eat. If you get up in the middle of the night and go get food in the middle of the night, it's running data logging and it's sending it to third party information groups that are essentially recording this all the way down to your preference of what type of milk you buy, what type of meat you buy, how often you buy these certain types of meat. Do you think for any reasonable time, any reason whatsoever, we need to have individuals that are monitoring what we eat, how we eat, and when we eat with this, Dad? Because I feel like this is something that a lot of people are failing to realize. The the aspect of losing our privacy is going to be something, once it's gone, they're not getting it back. Well, we've already lost the privacy, Austin. I mean, you know, we got refrigerators and thermostats monitoring us and what we do now. I've talked about that with the thermostats. Yeah, Colorado, they came in and said, well, you're because you signed up in this program, your AC can't go below 80 degrees right now to help with the power grid. Because, you know, you got to remember, your neighbor's got to charge his Tesla. So <laughs> you, you need to sweat in your house because he's got to charge his electric car. It's, it's for your safety. The electric car that won't charge. It won't charge when it gets too cold. <laughs> Graveyard of a Tesla. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, but I want to go back to one thing you said that was very intriguing to me. You said the 6G is going to allow us to be stepping into a simulated reality. That's what it says right here. Okay. And, you know, you think through what that means. Remember, in the Bible in Genesis chapter 6 says that every thought was evil all the time. Yeah. This is, we're talking Matrix here. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what this is. I, I'll post yeah. this on the website. You guys can look yeah. this we're, up. We're talking with Nokia Bell. <laughs> we're talking, you know, Keanu Reeves here with Matrix, yeah. you know, with Morpheus and all the rest of this, and, you know, and all the crazy things about human beings being battery packs, you know, feeding yeah. these demonic entities on the other side of the veil. And a lot of that stuff they tell you, they have to tell you in advance as far as the reality of it. You know, that's why the relationship that you have with God is so important. You know, and, you know it's so funny. Our pastor, uh, he did a sermon the other day on grace and what grace means, how much God loves us. And he loved us enough to send his son in his image to die for us to restore our relationship back to God. And when we understand that, we start to realize that without that, we don't have a chance. This thing is so overwhelming because this planet is run by Lucifer. So we're in the middle of his lair. And he's, yep. we're kind of like a little, we've got like a little force field around us as Christians that protects us against this mess. This thing's evil. And I mean, it's evil to the core. So they want to put you into a simulation reality in which you can sense people falling down or cars around the other corner. Does that mean they're going to put goggles on us? Does that mean they're going to direct, directly beam it into our brain? Well, remember what I talked about? There's some technology that came in with Neuralink, and they talked about the 6G technology being able to augment virtual reality in your vision through essentially goggles or contact lenses, meaning you can actually use and scroll your phone without holding your phone. It's going to be projected in front of you, and you can look through it all the time. Does that mean you're going to be wearing goggles all the time, or does that mean you run a Neuralink chip in your head that they've already discussed the research on this, where essentially you're going to be sitting here with no contacts, no glasses, and I can sit here and have the Internet scrolling in front of me? How easy would it then into that be to inject evil thoughts all the time in your brain? Well, you think about it. Too, you know, there are people out there now. They can't put their telephones down. No, ever. Okay. You know, I make a point of turning this stuff off, you know, and just shutting it down. 
because they've got to look at their phones 20, 30 times an hour. Every minute, every, every, sometimes uh, every 10 seconds, they've got to look at their phones, or they've got to take selfies of themselves every 10 seconds. I've seen that too, by the way. That's really weird. But, but the reality is when, you get the, the, when people become that tied into the Internet, if they're told you can go ahead and just screen through the yeah. Internet now, they'll do it. They'll, they'll sit there on TikTok and scroll through. I was at the barbershop the other day on Friday. I didn't tell you this. And I went in there, and a dad came in with three boys, three boys. And you could tell they're all fairly sharp. They weren't idiot kids. They were fairly sharp. All three of them had personal iPads. They sat down on the waiting couch. Every single one of them, when they walked in, they got on their iPad. Their heads were down like this the entire time. And they never even looked up. I made a point to continue to monitor, kind of look over while I was getting a haircut. I never saw them break contact with their iPad in the 15, 20 minutes while I was there. They never broke contact with it. What happens when you start taking that generation that's so obsessed with their iPads and you simply say, hey, guess what? We can give you augmented reality. You can watch it all the time and you don't even need an iPad. How quickly are they going to jump well, on the technology? It, it, well, it, you know, it's the conditioning, Austin. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're training them to be laboratory animals. You're training them to have Logan dogs. And, and the entities that run the planet, that's what they want. They want to condition us in order to basically follow them blindly. So when the Antichrist does show up, Don't oh, question it. He's going to provide free internet access to everybody. Oh, we like him already. Yeah, but he's the Antichrist. Oh, we don't care. We want free internet. <laughs> but you don't understand. He's going to unleash hell on earth. Oh, we're good. We got internet. We got internet. Uh, but you don't understand what's going to happen here. It doesn't matter. We're hooked into a simulated reality right now, so it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. This, 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 this is the goal of this entity that runs this planet. I mean, we got some weird stuff going on here, and we just happen to be the one show that seems to be the only one that talks about this crazy stuff. Well, that's when they rolled out with Meta during COVID. You remember, remember that, that? That was the rollout. Which means first, death, which means death. Heard the first initial phase with Meta, with Facebook, and they came out with that virtual reality world that people were – and then they found the problem with it was these people had their own caricature sims, I guess, in it. Well, then they started going around beating people and raping people in the metaverse. You saw this bad. And so, again, you kind of start realizing that, you know, is this the world you want to live in? And then the other day I saw this article. And this is how crazy it's getting now with social media where certain things are censored to no extent. Talk about vitamin C and D3 during COVID. Block, delete, YouTube ban. Can't talk about false it. Information, yeah. uh, false information. False information. Does physician, this has not been blocked at all on TikTok. She's got zero reprisal from it whatsoever. Physician in Los Angeles, her name was Dr. Nicole Van Gronen. She told her followers, and I quote, it's okay to be fat. Fat needs to be normalized. This is, she's a physician. She said, even though obesity, essentially, she didn't say it's even though obesity, the issues we're running into this are causing all kinds of health problems all across the board. She's saying we need to normalize it. She said, here's my hot take as a doctor. I totally agree it's okay to be fat. We don't say that enough, but it needs to be normalized. Typically, it's not a problem that requires immediate solving. It's it's okay to not be healthy because anybody that pushes health is guilty of healthism, which she simply says is a mental illness. She said a good doctor will not judge you for being fat. They will not judge you for being unhealthy. Wait a minute. A good doctor is not going to judge you for being fat. Now, again, I get that statement saying a doctor shouldn't be in there judging you. But he needs to make a comment like, hey, dude, you're 550 pounds and you're five foot two. You probably need to think about losing some weight or you're not going to live very long. Just give you a heads up on that. You're going to be a burden on society. Then with the normalizing this, there's no not one single thing I've seen that her page has even had any type of fake news, misinformation, brought down for any of that. None, zero. But yet we talk about vitamin C and D3 and zinc during COVID. And literally every single platform that I know of and that I was involved in got immediately pulled down immediately during COVID. 
because we talked about natural nutrients that have been around for hundreds of years that have been shown to be effective against viral infections. But yet we got morons like this running around saying it's okay to be obese. It's okay to be unhealthy. There's nothing wrong with that. This goes exactly back to what I talked about during COVID and everything else has been this infection of the mind for years now where people now feel that they're not responsible for their own actions. It doesn't matter if I'm morbidly obese. It's my doctor's problem. It's okay if I have all these health problems because it's not my problem. It's my doctor's problem. I'm not responsible for my children's health. Right. I'm not responsible for anything that happens to them. That's the school's problem. They're having behavioral issues. It's not my food that I'm giving them. It's the school's problem. That's right. And again, it's all about deferring the responsibility of being an adult, of being a Christian, of being a patriot, and pushing it onto somebody else. And that mindset is deadly when it actually applies to the real world. Dude. Hurricane's on the way. Yeah. Hurricane's on the way. It's not my problem. No water. No food at That's your the house. police's problem. That's not my hey, problem. It's not, why, why is that my problem? That's not my problem. Yeah. Why, why? The public is out of food. Walmart's out of food. I mean, why, you why, didn't bring me food. You didn't bring me food. Well, why? I didn't store up you know, a couple of days' supply of food and water, so it's somebody else's fault. Yes, my neighbor needs to get Everybody me wants to blame shift. No one wants to take responsibility. When we do things that are stupid, just own it. Don't do it again. I was speaking with a good friend the other day, and I said, you know, it's not that we don't make mistakes. We all do. The problem is that we make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Like one mistake that the Democrats make. These people are just, they're so far out of the loony land. They believe everything that Biden says. So Biden said it again. Biden to gun owners, you'll need an F-16 to go against the government. He said it again? again. President Biden again mocked gun owners over the weekend, suggesting they'll need an F-16 fighter jet if they're really serious about taking on the government. I guess that's why they're trying to get rid of uh, 50 caliber Barretts. Exactly why. <laughs> Town Hall reported Biden speaking to reporters, referencing Thomas Jefferson's famous quote, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Byron, by Biden, the senile one, said, and I love people who say the blood of liberty, or excuse me, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Well, guess what, man? I didn't see a whole lot of patriots that are out there walking around making sure we have these weapons. And if you really want to worry about the government, you need an F-16. You know, I don't even know what to say about this man. You know, I, I guess, yeah, dude, he nauseates me. I guess that's about as simple as I can get. I mean, I, just, you know, and again, if you're going to vote for Trump because you think Trump basically going to be a better president. Okay, if you want to vote for Trump because you want to see Melania in the White House, awesome. that's probably a better view for that. But the reality is I just want to get Biden off the TV screens, and I don't want to listen to him anymore. He's insulting me. He, he it, really, it really is. They, that's they, what I said. It's they, insulting. They just need to put him someplace where he, they can go with senile dimension and be happy with Give it. Give him his ice cream every Give day. Give him his ice cream. That's right. By the way, Ukraine must succeed territory to Russia for a peace deal. Slovakian, Slovakian, Slovakian yeah, I don't pre-read some of the stuff. Prime Minister Pico declares and he's right. I think that's what Putin was going to intending for the very beginning. Oh, by the way, another person died in their 50s. The Beverly Hills 90210 actor David Gale has died at 58. So I have to ask myself a question. Is he another vaccine, basically, person who was, uh, you know, you know, a victim of this? Now, this is an interesting article because, you know, Hugh Hefner was always looked at people. Oh, people always looked at him running around in his bathrobe with these beautiful women all the time as some kind of, you know, person that we're supposed to idolize, which is ridiculous. He's brought a whole concept of perversion to the United States. His widow... Hugh Hefter said that had said, said his widow said Hugh Hefter had little spy holes to record celebrities and politicians and business leaders, you know, in his basically mansion having you know. There you go. Yeah, we go. Crystal Hefter has revealed that her late husband, Playboy founder Hugh Hefter, had camera peepholes in his bedroom and even in front of his bed, where he says he recorded sexual encounters with celebrities and high-ranking politicians, apparently without their knowledge. Surprise, surprise, surprise! I guess this was a template used by Jeffrey Epstein. Mossad, CIA, and all the rest of the clowns wanted to make sure they got the politicians, and they wanted to, and make sure they tied 
toed the line the way they're supposed to do it. By the way, the former January 6th Select Committee deleted more than over deleted more than 100 encrypted files from its probe in the three days before the Republicans took over the House majority. Well, the reason they did that, they didn't want to see all the FBI officials running around doing what they were doing on January the 6th, Austin, causing a lot of these problems to occur up at our nation's capital. And so they deleted 100 encrypted files. They could not be subpoenaed, in my opinion. This is a bombshell new report alleging that just days before the GOP took over the House majority in 2022, over 100 encrypted files relating to the January 6th Capitol probe were mysteriously deleted. In a new interview with Fox News, the chairman of the House Administration Committee's Oversight Committee, Representative Barry Loudermilk of Georgia, described the revelation as bringing the investigation into a new phase. Loudermilk alleges that the forensic team found 117 files that had either been deleted or encrypted on January the 1st, 2023, shortly before the Republicans took over the investigation. You know, the sad part about it is, I'm not saying that some of the people in January the 6th did things wrong, because some of them did do some things wrong. But what I'm saying is, these people, you know, they're walking into a federal government building and they're going to jail for 20 years, Austin. I mean, this is insanity. We paid for these federal government buildings. And if they didn't go around, and what happened in that tunnel with the dog on Washington police beating people up and zapping them and yeah. hitting with pipes and everything else, that's insanity. This has even happened. But all of this stuff, you know, this is just part of it. Oh, by the way, now people all over are starting to quit the drug Ozempic. This is by a block. He was a, he was a, he was a plastic surgeon. And he said that basically he's learned that this drug is only a temporary fix for people that are overweight. Now, we've got the Berberine Ultra. Ultra, it's back in stock, right? No, it's not in stock. It's uh, in route right now. It's, they're, they're getting everything bottled and batched. It will be here shortly. That's one of the best products I've ever seen in controlling insulin and blood sugar. Stacked with a cinnamon extract. Those two together, the Berberine and cinnamon extract, work incredibly well. Uh, Stabilizing blood sugar. Blood sugar and maintaining it with a healthy diet. That's with, the biggest with, thing with about insulin. it. And, and same thing, you know, we have the HGH Stimulate, which acts like a natural Viagra for yeah. guys. And if you want to great pump in the gym, if you too. want to lose weight and do it from a really healthy standpoint, use the Berberine Plus, and you know, and you know, combine it with the HGH Stimulate, and basically make sure you eat clean and stay with low glycemic foods. You'll lose weight like crazy. You'll, you'll increase your libido too if you're a guy. All of this stuff is real and it can work. The problem is, is that they don't want you doing it from a natural standpoint. They want you doing it with drugs all the time. What do you think, Austin? Well, no, that's why these drugs that they've been rolling out there, these injectable diabetic drugs that are helping out with weight loss. You know, they're a great fix, so to speak, right out the gate. And people think, oh, I'm losing all this weight. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, what are the long-term side effects with this? And we've seen the same thing with sometimes people with metformin. They talk about it gets blood sugar under control and controls diabetes. You start finding out what it does to the kidneys, what it does to the pancreas. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah, exactly. And these other problems that are turned long-term with it, not to mention it massively kill your energy levels. So a lot of these drugs have side effects. When you start rolling into natural supplements, that's why, like, on the website, I put together the uh, fat burn kit. On the front webpage, it has the uh, pro-cut corn, the HGH stimulate, the carnitine, a few other nutrients. And I'll probably put this up, something together like a real small package here pretty soon once the berberine's in stock with the berberine and cinnamon extract for, you know, real budget-friendly but maintaining blood sugar. Because a lot of people don't realize burning body fat, an enormous portion of burning body fat is about controlling blood sugar and glucose in the body. If you constantly are eating meals where you're spiking your insulin, high-carbohydrate, high-fat meals on a regular basis, and you're spiking your insulin – you're not going to burn body fat very effectively whatsoever. Even if you're doing cardio and exercising, it's still going to be very difficult. That's what we always used to joke all the time in the bodybuilding world. It's always said abs were made in the gym or abs were made in the kitchen, not in the gym. Because the majority of people, they actually have some developed abdominal muscles from being just living and working and doing things. The problem with it is 
if you've got a massive amount of body fat covering it, you'll never see them. And again, once you start getting your body under control and your weight under control and your muscle mass under control, your energy levels continue to rise alongside of that. And you have better endurance, you have better cardio, you have better effectiveness in whatever you're involved in. And so that's why it's really, really important that I encourage people, please don't listen to morons like this idiot on TikTok telling everybody that it's really okay to be massively overweight, and unhealthy and obese. It really needs to be normalized now. Everybody needs to be okay with it. When you start looking at these things, Dad, you start seeing how during COVID, not one single time did they talk about natural health with vitamin C and D3, but yet they told us suddenly vitamins that were around for 30, 40 years were bad, but experimental RNA gene therapy drug that had zero long-term research testing suddenly was okay after three months of clinical trials, which were all botched, by the way, as we've seen from the Pfizer Pfizer documents. You start realizing it was never about health and safety, and it still isn't about health and safety. I, I spoke to a former FDA official, and they told me this. They said, here's the thing. If you have a cure for something, you can't get emergency use authorization no. for a treatment protocol. We know that ivermectin has been around, actually won a Nobel Prize. It was one like some some unit, something of the year or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's great for parasitical infestations. And we know that ivermectin worked great for COVID, but they're not going to allow us to use it for COVID because they can't come up with an emergency use authorization On allowing the shot. the shot to be done. Yep. So always remember that. They're always telling you what they want you to hear, but they're always obfuscating the truth of the facts because they don't want you to be part of the solution. They want you to be part of the problem. That's how they see it. Always remember who these people are. And one more thing. This is important because it's the basis of this show. Always keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher. And he is the perfecter of our faith. And we've got to remember who he is and what he's done for us. What do you think, Boss? You're 100% right, my friends. And thank you for the support of Health Masters. You know where to get a hold of us if you need anything. Call us anytime, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Thank you for the support. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Love you guys. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.